You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Lawrence Holmes, a.k.a. Loho. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I had a really interesting conversation with Jeremy Warner, who covers the Illini down in Champaign yesterday on the show and I thought it was important enough to bring back in a shortened form because it's one of the issues that I've talked about since we've started to move towards coming out of the pandemic for sports purposes on how difficult I thought it was going to be for college football to pull things off this season for the most part, the schedule has been, um, would it be fair to say, scattered, <laughs> where you have games being canceled on one end of the spectrum and some teams and some programs are just going forward and you're having coaches get sidelined because they've got COVID. And this this the case with the Big Ten I find extremely intriguing because I thought the Big Ten got it right at the beginning. I thought that their choice and Kevin Warren speaking so strongly about how they felt about not playing in the fall made a lot of sense and keeping the door open to play in the spring. And I had had Jeff Brom on, the head coach at Purdue, who, by the way, had COVID, and he spoke about what he expected and had a plan for how they could play in the spring and how it wouldn't be detrimental to to players and they could get in the type of season that they're they're thinking about having now in the spring with the hope being that we were closer to a vaccine for the virus by then and I think that we I mean again I'm not an epidemiologist but I think we're closer now than we were back in June to a vaccine. I also thought that it was a good idea because it gave them time. It gave them time to figure out a lot of things on how to make this work, how to not make it clunky, how to make it as safe as possible for the student athletes, what was going on at your own university. That was another part where from an academic side, when I'm not doing radio or podcasts, I teach a class at DePaul University, and I've done that for about a decade now. So I have some sense about how the academic 
side of college is ebbing and flowing with the pandemic. I'm teaching my class from my office, where the same place I do the podcast, same place I do the radio show. That's something that we decided as a university. We were thinking about maybe having classes in person, but then figured out that it wasn't a really good idea. And if on the academic side, you're struggling with that, this the struggle of what to do with a football program and a student body, like it's it's a it's a billion or billions dollar question. Students have pushed back and rightly so and said, Am I getting the same educational experience online that I'm getting in a classroom? Am I getting the fundamental things that I was promised when people asked me or recruited me or were trying to get my dollars to come to whatever university you can name. And I think that that's a legitimate question and where education goes from here is also an interesting question. I think that it has to be reformed in a lot of ways. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not here to, at least in this particular podcast, talk about, talk about my feelings on higher education and where we could make improvements to it. But I will say that having a glimpse into some of the decisions that are made on the academic side made it make more sense to me what the Big Ten was striving to do in keeping the athletes safe and trying to make all of this stuff work. I think that they were lured by the rest of the conferences saying, screw it, we're going to do this thing the SEC and the ACC and they had a, a, a Sunbelt partner that they could have their tune-up games on if they wanted to. I think that they saw the opportunity to not be in the national championship conversation, to not share in, in the dollars of having revenue come from the Big Ten Network as far as advertising goes in the games. And I think they, they caved. And it made me a little bit sad that they caved. I also think that Kevin Warren who a lot of people were in support of when he so strongly talked about the health and safety of the student athletes. I, I think that there are a lot of people, and I don't mean just the people who drove up from Iowa to go to the big 10 offices while they were closed. I think a lot of people are wondering, is he leading the conference in the right direction? I know that I'm someone that's wondering that. And every time I see him in an interview, I'm less and less encouraged by what I'm hearing him say. Now you have this situation at Wisconsin, which I got to imagine if if you're the folks at the Big Ten, if you're Kevin Warren, you're just going, this is, this is what we didn't want. We didn't want to have a situation like this. And what the, the pause in them opening up the season did it didn't give them any wiggle room. I say this as a, a graduate of Alabama, so I just wanted to make sure that that I was being transparent. I thought the SEC's plan actually made more sense. They delayed the season, which gave them some time to figure some of this stuff out. Now, to the degree that which SEC teams are being truthful about what their testing is, and we've already heard that, there are some schools that are not reporting some of this stuff. 
You got people leaving Mississippi State because Mike Leach. There's a lot going on there. But I thought that, that their plan of, okay, well, we won't start Labor Day weekend. We're going to take three weeks to see what happens when our students come back to campus. And they found out what happens when students come back to campus. They commiserate because that's what college students do. But it still gave them some wiggle room at the back end of their schedule to reschedule games if that if if we take the moral and educational aspect out of it, which I I don't want to do, but I just wanted to make the point. If we take those things out of it, they gave themselves a chance to have someone participate and finish a season. They've they've done that. The Big Ten, they their margin for error is razor thin. And we saw now with Wisconsin, who's a top 10 team. Now they're probably out of the national championship picture. Not that I had any real belief that they were going to win it. But with the, the things that the Big Ten has put in place as safeguards for the student athletes, I think it's going to be difficult for them to rally. And we don't even know if things are under control as far as infection rate goes with their program. I say all of that to say this. Listen to the conversation that I had with Jeremy Warner about this. I think that his perspective is really good. Someone who covers the Big Ten, someone who's at Illinois, which is doing, as a university, is doing some really interesting things when it comes to testing. And we talk about that in this chunk that I want you to hear. But I think it's a well-rounded report on what happened at Wisconsin and what happens next for the Big Ten. So far, you know, Lovey Smith told us earlier in the week that they had no new positive. The team spokesman told me this morning they have no new positive since then. Um, we'll see what happens in the next coming days because we know there's an incubation period there. But, uh, again, Lovey Smith said today, we're, our team is clean right now. So uh, that's good news. But the bad news is, is that the Big Ten, for all its great protocols, for its delay and making sure that – they're doing things safely. Um, we have a pandemic raging in our country, we have a pandemic raging especially to our neighbors to the north in Wisconsin. Not that we're doing great in Illinois, but Wisconsin's really having a difficult time. And just because you have a football team doesn't mean they're not out in the real world. As much as they try to have a quasi-bubble, uh, the University of Wisconsin's really struggling here with it. And uh, that, that's got, obviously gotten into their program. It's got their head coach now uh, who has COVID, Paul Chris, and, and half their quarterback room or more than half their quarterback room has it. And you wonder how much it will spread throughout the team and, and if Illinois eventually could see some positive tests. But so far, uh, nothing from Illinois has earned. How stringent are the rules for a, a positive COVID player in the Big Ten? So the Big Ten set their protocols um, which are pretty stringent, to be honest with you. So they had this kind of tier of yellow, red, orange, and basically if, if five or six players on a team tested positive for COVID, they, they, they had to cancel game. And those five or six players uh, are put in quarantine, not for just 14 days, they're put in for 21 days. So that's three games at least of a season so they could go through uh, all this myocarditis screening, this heart screening to make sure uh, that they're fully healthy to play. So uh, for Wisconsin, this, this could 
jeopardize two or three games if they've, if they've had this big of an outbreak um, and, and really could jeopardize their entire season and, and the Big Ten season here. So um, that's why this is concerning such a big outbreak already of 12, uh, six staff members, six players uh, of why this should shut down maybe more than even one game. So uh, they test daily, daily antigen testing, PCR testing. I know PCR testing throughout the Big Ten is happening, but it's kind of a reminder, Lawrence, that the testing is, is not – it can tell us who has it and help us mitigate, but testing alone does not make sure players do not get this virus. And this seems like a scenario that, that Kevin Warren was fearful of when the Big Ten decided that they weren't going to play. And there was a, a huge celebration when he relented and said, all right, well, we'll, we'll do this nine-game schedule thing in nine weeks and try to make it happen. This feels like exactly what it was he was afraid would happen in the Big Ten? I think he was mostly afraid that they didn't have the answers of what COVID did um, to people who caught it, to people, uh, young athletes who could catch it. Myocarditis was a big issue they were really concerned about. Um, we know the, the mortality rates of young people is low, but uh, I think even he would say one person um, you know, dying from this as a student athlete would be way too many, and even if they have long-term effects of this. So that, that was his main thing, but the other part was pulling off a season. I think we all expected pulling off a season would be very difficult, and we've seen it with the SEC, with Florida, some of these other programs that have had games canceled. Houston has barely played any games in their conference. Um, so we knew this could be ugly. But everyone else was saying, let's do it. Let's push ahead. And even though that might not have been the right thing to do with some of these other conferences, I think the Big Ten was smarter to make sure they, they had all the information. It did give them wiggle room for a season so that if they had to cancel a game. They had off weeks where they could make it up, right? They had 14 or 15-week period where they can get in a season. The Big Ten doesn't. The Big Ten has nine weeks, nine games. And now Wisconsin might be lucky to get five or six in. Uh, with the way this thing is going. Maybe they can get more, but there's no wiggle room because the whole point of this was to make sure basically Ohio State would have a chance at at the college football playoff. Uh, Wisconsin, maybe, but now that's obviously probably not going to happen. Michigan, maybe uh, at this point, but it was really to make sure Ohio State could play. So I think Kevin Warren had the right idea of, you know, let's delay until we know everything about this virus. But then when you came back, you're on everybody else's schedule and, and trying to get all these games in while pand- pandemic has happened is going to be very difficult. And, and even if we were to say that the guys were going to be fine, didn't the entire like quarterback room for Wisconsin get hit? Because it, so even if you, let's say you wanted to soldier through all of this, there's no one to play quarterback for them, is there? Yeah, and that's one question. The Big Ten, I don't know if they really had an answer of what, what's the point of when we shut off a game, like when we cancel a game. Is it a percentage of the team, and that's eventually what they went with, or is it, hey, the whole offensive line room gets COVID or has to quarantine because of contact tracing. Do we cancel a game then, or do we soldier ahead and you have defensive linemen or linebackers playing offensive line? Um, so Wisconsin paused team activities today uh but based on their test and i'm sure the follow-up test the pcrs just to make sure that these are all positives and not false positives but um even with that they, they don't have enough players by the big Ten's own protocols uh they have too many players testing positive too many staff members testing positive to play a, a game at nebraska this week i remember reading a couple of months ago that the university of illinois was kind of on the forefront of some of the testing that's going on 
what can you share about what it is that they're doing? And, and from what you've heard from people down there in Champaign, is there a point where they'll feel comfortable that their contact with Wisconsin didn't cause any infections on their team? Yeah, so I think what Illinois has had, which a lot of Big Ten programs haven't had, is they've had daily testing. They've, uh, at the university itself, uh, the school, they created this saliva-based testing, which is rapid, it's cheap. Um, now, there can be some false positives and, and maybe some false negatives as well, but it was quick turnaround, right? So if, you, if a normal person out there listening goes and gets a, a test, it might take three or five days uh, to get a result back. And, and that really doesn't do us all that good, right? Because what are you doing in those three or five days? Can you isolate for three or five days before getting that test? So Illinois had this saliva-based testing, and they've used it on their athletic department and their professors and their students uh, since June. Um, so Illinois has been doing this for a long time. Now you add the PCR testing to that. So they get two uh, daily tests um, per day, which does a great job of mitigating. Now, it doesn't mean Illinois hasn't had issues. Uh, 18 football players from June to August have tested positive. Some basketball players, according to Brad Underwood, had tested positive. Not sure how many. Uh, but it does allow them to immediately get those people into quarantine, keep them away, and keep the spread down. So uh, Illinois has really done a great job of that. The university has done a great job of that. And, and just their testing capacity and their testing turnaround has been far better um, than, than every other Big Ten school. You, you can see some of these graphs in Illinois tested tens of thousands uh, uh, more tests than uh, these other pro- these other programs and these other uh, universities.